Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 483. And in today's episode, we are going to continue our conversation, our live hot seat that we did with one of our students inside of our private label classroom. And the, the discussion and the question that was asked by our student was, is my brand and products worth saving? And in episode or actually part one, not episode, epi well, episode 482, uh, that one there, which was part one, I ended up breaking it up into two parts because it was a longer call. And uh, I wanted you also to be able to get the takeaways in each one. And in the first part, we really talked about the products, how they were structured, variations, all of that stuff. And as we were going through it, we were starting to discover there were opportunities and there was things that we could do to improve it. So that was part one. That is in episode 482. Uh, so if you missed that one, definitely go check that one out. In today's episode, we're really going to start diving into traffic. And we're also going to be talking a lot about keywords, long tail keywords, a uh, little bit of pay-per-click stuff, uh, how to get more sessions to our listings, and also how to consolidate some of our products and focus on the ones that we feel will drive rank. And we talk a lot about the numbers as far as like how many, how many sessions do you need? How many, how many people do you need hitting your page? What kind of conversion, all of that stuff. And I know it might sound a little confusing right now if you're listening to me ramble right here, but I just want to give you a little bit of the takeaways and the things that we're going to be discussing in detail. All right. So this one here is going to be talking all about that. It's definitely probably something you're going to want to go back and listen to, or even just go over to the show notes to this episode at theamazingseller.com forward slash 483. Now people ask me a lot of times, Scott, I didn't even know you had a class. Well, that's because I don't really mention it a lot on the podcast. I probably should. Uh, but uh, what I'll do here is I'll give you the link to that. If you want to check it out, go ahead. Um, all the details are there. And that is uh, privatelabelclassroom.com. You can find out all the details there. And as part of our private label classroom, we also have something we call TAS Breakthrough U. That is our university, if you will. I never went to a university, but this is my kind of university. It's where we actually get on two calls per month, myself and Chris Schaefer, that is, generally for an hour to an hour and a half. And in this case, we did a hot seat. We do hot seats. Uh, we try to do at least one a month. So on those two calls, we do one of those is a hot seat. And that's kind of what you're listening to right here is an actual call. So this way here, you can kind of see what we do behind the scenes, breaking down people's businesses. But that's TAS Breakthrough You. It's part of our private label classroom. Again, if you want details on that, head over to privatelabelclassroom.com and check it out. All right, so I'm going to stop talking now because this episode, again, went a little bit longer, uh, and I want to make sure that you guys uh, can get through it and also really think about what's happening in your business, or even if you haven't started, think about how to set up your stuff before you even get started uh, properly, and we actually did this in part one of this uh, two-part series here of this hot seat where we identified that there was too many variations, well, not even too many variations, there was too many listings and they should have been variations. Uh, so we discovered that pretty quickly. So again, even if you haven't started, this is a great thing to listen to because you're going to learn as you go through it. And it'll also give you some things to think about as far as if you are thinking about building a brand or if you're just doing the shotgun approach as far as like, let's just send a, or, you know, send in a whole bunch of different types of products and see what, what sticks. Um, I like building the brand. I like that better. And you're going to hear us talk more about that throughout this hot seat. All right, guys. So like I said, I'm going to stop talking now so you guys can actually listen to this live hot seat. All right. So what do you say? Let's do this. 
the other question I'm just again just because we're kind of flying through this here is what is the main keyword that they're going for? Like what is the ultimate one that you feel that your traffic will be coming from? Um, because that's the one that I would probably be trying to bid on, right? I'd be trying to work around that one. Um, and I just, I mean, usually you put that one in the front of your title and that's kind of the one I just, I just pulled and Chris, I'm going to text you this one, um, right now. So you know, which one I'm looking at. Um, that's the one that I'm, I'm doing right now. So I'm searching that one. Um, and, uh, okay. So I'm looking at that right now and it looks like, I mean, for this, it, and we call this like a long tail, right? There's like four words that makes up the actual one. You could actually take probably one of them out and make it three, but let's just call it four. There's 700 results, um, for this. When I do that search, no big deal. Um, and, uh, you know, again, there's, you know, there's some of these that are up there, Chris, that are 24 and, um, and, and let's see, we got another one that's uh, 22 that I said, and that's pretty similar. And some of them are $7 and 99 cents, um, which kind of crazy, but anyway, let me, um, so I just want to see if I can even spot where they're ranking, um, to get an idea, um, if they're even ranking anywhere, because that'll give us an idea of how to potentially even be, um, you know, pushing the pay per click, um, as much as we can. And that's the other thing. I'm not seeing their PPC showing up. Uh, on well, maybe, maybe they turned it off. Maybe they turned it off. And, and if it is still running, you're going to need to raise that bid. I can tell you that right now because we're looking at what what I would search for if I was looking for this. And I know a little bit about this market. And I'm seeing lots of your competitors. All the guys that are selling well are showing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and even some things that are completely unrelated. So if you are still running PPC, make sure that you that you are showing up for those main keywords. And if not, raise your bid on those keywords, right? Or raise your bid on those search terms if you're running it in phrase or exact. Scott, have yeah. you been able to find them uh, like page three, page four, anywhere? No, I'm I'm actually in page uh, five or six right now. So no, I have not. Um, and and as I'm scrolling through here, it's like a lot of the same, a lot of the same. Um, so again, it's one of those things that uh, what is going to differentiate you, but then also um, Right now, the only, to me, the only thing that you can really do, I mean, I think your images look great. The only thing that you can really do, in my opinion, is, uh, and yours does look different, to be honest with you, than the other ones that are just kind of doing the, the, you know, the one that you would find on Alibaba, right? There's a lot of them that are just doing that. They're slapping a logo on it, and then they're just selling it. Yours does look nicer. I will give you that. Uh, Better packaging. Um, even the image has a little bit different uh, color. Um, so I think you're doing a good job there. So I guess what I would do, Chris, and that's kind of what you said is I would pick one because you have how many, they've got four or five different listings. I would pick one that you think is, is the most relevant and the, I think the most targeted. And then I would push that one. Yep. And I would just work on that. And then if that does end up starting to take hold, you can always then consolidate those other ones. If that makes sense, because now you've got the traffic coming to the one listing. Once we get the traffic to the one listing, then we can start doing the promotions in that little area where we want to drive people into our other listings or to something that might be similar. Um, we can do that internally. That's why we like to have our own products inside of our own brand, because we can do that back and forth. Um, but instead of trying to focus on all four or all five, pick one and then clean that up 
and then uh, and then go from there. Make sure also that your backend search terms are are there. Um, a good way also to see how well your your listing is optimized for some of those other keywords is probably just to go into your pay per click and see what they suggest for keywords for you. Even if you're not going to use those, see what see if it's scraping your listing and if you are being shown or if they're suggesting you should you know you should go after these keywords because you are optimized for those keywords. If the, if not, then you're going to want to make sure that you can get optimized. For those keywords that you think you should be getting up or you should be getting found for, it makes sense. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a little tweak on what you just said. Before I focus on that one listing to run PPC, I would consolidate those listings. You would uh, okay, and and you can do that via the flat file if you are a glutton for punishment. And I know uh, our buddy John is probably rolling around right now, and Melissa is laughing manically because the flat file is not fun. The uh, easy way is to call Amazon and ask very, very, very nicely. And sometimes mm -hmm. they will do it for you. If not, if all else fails, then you can always run uh, the flat file yourself <clears throat> and you can just consolidate those. And then you don't have to worry about it. And the reason that I would do that is because we're not sure, Scott, at this point, which listing is going to convert the best. Mm -hmm. So we're going to take the one and this is what you and I would do if we were going to launch this product, right? And we had all four of those, we would take the one that we think has the best appeal. So either the lowest price one mm. or the one that we've sold the most of at this point, right? Or or the one that's the closest to our competitors, the thing that people are thinking that they're going to get. And then we're going to bring that traffic to our listing using PPC focus just on that one variation. And then we're going to see what people buy mm. through the PPC reports. We're going to see if they buy that or if they buy other ASINs. We have a whole report in PPC called sales from other ASINs. And we can we can see exactly what people are buying when they come in through PPC. And then we can start to make that difference. The reason that I would do that is because we're under that sessions mark. And I'm, I'm willing to bet we're well under that sessions mark. Yeah. We want to consolidate all of that into one place and then let people tell us what's working and what's not. And I, so I would do that first. Once you've done that, then you can start to worry about the other stuff. I actually found their listing um the one that is ranking it is ranking like on page nine okay, okay for the main keyword uh for the main keyword um and out of all of the listings this is the one that came up and and uh so that would probably be the one that i would start with right because it's already indexed it's already getting getting some traffic um i mean not much but it's i'm saying it's at least ranking but you know no one's going to go page nine um, but that's nine, nine pages deep. Um, so that would be the one that I would focus on. And, um, Chris, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and send you the one that I found that's ranking. Um, and then you can make a note of that. I just sent that to you. Um, so yeah, that's what I would do. I mean, I would probably then go with that one because it's already got some, uh, you know, it's, it's already ranking. Um, somewhat. I mean, not great, but at least that's something to work with. And then you can start yeah. to measure that. Um, and I'm going to go a little bit deeper here and see if any of the other ones are coming up anywhere. Um, still not finding it. Uh, let's see here. Oh, yep, I did. So the next one, the one that I was looking at initially, that one is on page do, 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 11. So that one is ranking, but it's on page 11. Okay. So the good news is it's indexed and it's ranking. Okay. <laughs> The bad news is no one's going to find it, right? But it's definitely, it's indexed and it's ranking. So that's good. So now let's, let's try to push it, right? So let's kind of, let's, this is actually good. Let's go ahead now and say, all right, if I want to rank for that keyword, okay, what are the next steps? 
Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to uh, Amazon and I am going to search for that keyword in Amazon. You know, no, no special tools here. And I'm going to pull up. Oops, that's not what I wanted to do. Sorry. Let me go back. Uh, where was it here? Bear with me, guys, because I'm on the fly here. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the keyword. I'm going to go to Amazon.com. I am going to type in my keyword. I am going to now look at Jungle Scout at the first page. And for that keyword, I have, man, the very first listing has like 3,600 sales. Okay. So, so would you say there's demand there? There's demand. But let me just keep going. So the next one is 703 sales. The next one is like 1,500. The next one is 230. The next one is 320. The next one is 222. So what this would tell me is this is probably not the keyword that's driving most of the sales. That's Correct. what I would probably say. Okay. But if I can still land myself in, in these spots, I can compete maybe with the 700 sales or maybe the 200 sales or the 300 sales, right? But I'm not going to really be able to compete with that 3,600 because guys, let's do some math here real quick. Um, if I want to compete with the 3,000, I need, that's 3,600 actually, that's divided by a day. 30, that's 120 a day. I don't want to compete with that. But if I can get 250 sales in a month, that's less than 10 a day. So again, going back to if I want to be able to rank, and, and I can see here right now, there is someone ranking the one that I, I've seen shown up quite a bit and they're selling for 20 over $20, like 22 bucks, and they are selling. And let me just look here quick too. I want to see how long they've been selling. Um, they've been selling since January, 2017, so fairly new. So the good news here is this, Chris, this is where I would find the good news. The good news is this, they're fairly new, okay? Actually really new, and they are able to rank on this page one, okay? So they are a private labeler, okay? And they are ranking. Now, what kind of promotion did they do? Don't know that. What I can do though, and this is a, a way that you can probably get an idea of what they did for a launch, is you can go and uh, look at the sales in Jungle Scout. If you see like the, the the bar that goes across and you see like the price, you see the category, you see the rank, and then you see the sales. Um, you can just click on the sales and it'll bring up the estimated sales for the month. Um, oh, wait a minute though, Chris, that's last January. Okay, so that's actually good. Okay, so they've been selling for a while, but let me just kind of go through this. Um, so they started out when they were first starting out last January, 20, 20 sales, 70 sales in April. This is monthly, by the way, 125. So they've steadily grown up to 300. It took them one, two, three, four, like four and a half, five months to get to 300 sales. Right now, they are between 300 and 400 sales per month consistently, okay? But they've been pushing it, okay? And again, now I just went back and I go, okay, they've done it and they've only sold 300, 300 sales and they're starting to rank, right? And they're steadily getting those 300 sales or 250, 300 sales, okay? Now, the other thing I wanna see real quick here, Chris, is I want to see the other products that they have and see if it's similar to, and they only have like 40 reviews guys. Okay. So they're in, like I said, they're over $20 in price. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and click on that. And it looks like they have other products. Um, no, actually they don't, they don't. It's the only one that they have. Um, 
Actually, I'm sorry, two. They have two. It looks like they have two. One of them is uh, $15.99. Okay. Uh, $15.99. And that one there, let me see what that one's selling a month. Uh, 33 sales. So see, not a lot. Right. So uh, that might be one of their best ones. Uh, let's see here. Go through that one more time. Bear with me, guys. Um, let me go back. And I'm going to see their other products again. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, they've got a they've got a lot of stuff. So they aren't a brand, guys. They're not a brand. They do have and they have three three of the same products, similar to to what our friend here has done. But they have a, a they have like an open brand. Um, so um, it doesn't really look like they're really even competition for you. Um, for what you can do. But with that being said, they're selling about 250, 260 a month. So the, the the demand is there. It sounds like we need to get more traffic. And that really is the thing. Scott, one thing that you just brought up that I wanted to address, and we got a question, you know, that was very similar. It said, you know, my product is ranked on page one in the middle for the main keyword. My BSR is 20,000, but the guy at the top of the page is 1500. I'm getting mm-hmm. five sales a day, but the guy at the top of the page is getting 30. I thought mm-hmm. when I got to page one of this keyword that I would be selling something close to that. Right. It sounds like they're running into the exact same issue that you just identified, which is mm-hmm. the thing that's the most obvious keyword in this case is not probably not the keyword that's driving the sales. And the way that we kind of gauge that is if you see search results that are all mixed up, right? So you see the top guy is selling, you said 3,600, and then it drops to 200 and then like 58 and then mm-hmm. back up to 3,000 that's probably not where those sales are coming from because the way that keyword ranking works is Amazon is going to give the people who are most likely to sell for that specific thing, the higher placement, right? So the guy that's ranking number one for that has the best chance of ranking or selling it, right? The guy that's ranking number two for that has the second best chance of selling that. So even though he might only sell 58 units a month, he sells them all on that keyword, right? So he's going to rank really well for that because Amazon goes, Ooh, when people search for exactly this, they like this thing. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't see it close to a logical order where it's like 3,000, 2,500, 2,000, 1,500, right? It's probably not the main keyword. If there's a whole bunch of random swings in numbers there, it's probably not the thing that people are using to, to drive the majority of those sales. The other thing that I would say to Romy is... You know, take a look at that sessions. And Everin said, how do we look up those sessions? Guys, very easy way to do that. If you click on your reports tab at the top and then go to business reports, detail page sales and traffic. It's under the buy ASIN category. And what you will see is for every ASIN in your account, you'll get the number of sessions. I believe they default to 30 days. Yeah, it's 30 days. Um, over 30 days, you'll get your page view percentage, which is just the percentage of your entire account, basically your unit session percentage and your order session percentage, your unit session percentages, you know, out of everybody that hit the listing, how many units were ordered and the order session percentage is just how many orders were there. There's going to be a little bit of a difference there. If they're ordering multiple units, right? The orders are going to be smaller than the unit session percentage. I tend to just use unit session percentage because I care more about that than I do about the the total number of orders. And they're usually pretty close. Hey, the other Chris, side of- Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was, I was just going to say Facebook, but if you're not ready for that yet, we'll, no, I'm not ready yet. Um, because what I just did too, and this is something else you can do. We should probably shoot a video, um, uh, some training on this because I think it's, it's important to do this. 
because we're kind of guessing, right? We're guessing on what number or what keyword we think is driving the sales. Chris, I just sent you over a screenshot. I That's went awesome. into scope. And in scope, I, I kind of sorted it by sales. Now, if you guys aren't familiar with scope, it's a tool by Seller Labs. It's, a, it's an extension that goes on Chrome. And basically, it gives you an idea of the search volume um, in, in a whole. And it's kind of doing like this algorithm that they've created. So it's not like they're pulling 100% from, from Amazon. But they also give you estimated sales coming through a keyword. So what I did is I sorted by estimated sales and I've got like probably at least, uh, oh gosh, there's probably at least 50 to 60 keywords that's driving the sales. And if I look at the top, there's, there's uh, let's see, the, the first one, two, the first two are very specific um, and they're driving about 46 sales each keyword. Right. So again, I and I think that you're you're close to what you're targeting, but you might want to play around with this stuff with some pay-per-click because this is a listing that's and I, I went after the one, Chris, though, that's selling 3600 right? They're selling 3600 They are cheaper. So they're nine dollars and ninety-nine cents. So of course they're going to be selling more. But I don't care. I just want to see where their traffic's coming from and what keywords they're being indexed for and all of that stuff. So that's what I did. And it also gives you an average cost of the pay-per-click, how much you're going to be spending. But from looking at this, Chris, what would what would you advise? Would you advise going after some of those other keywords than the ones that we were just initially targeting? Or do you think we're close? I think we're close. Um, number, th the third keyword, Scott, that you have here is 127,800 searches. Mm -hmm. That one, I mean, that's that's the obvious fat head term and that, that's and, the garlic press right that's and so guys yeah. if you guys hear us say fat head and long tail we should probably explain that yeah uh, fat head it, it it comes from seo right from search engine optimization the fat head is where like the shortest thing that you could say that would describe it accurately it's usually like a one or two word thing the long tail is where there's a lot of traffic but there's hundreds of different search terms so a fat head for a garlic press would be a garlic press the word garlic and the word press by themselves don't describe it but garlic press is what most people would type in if they were looking for a garlic press right mm. but then there's hundreds of different ways that you could search for that so stainless mm. steel long handled garlic press would be a long tail search term that's not usually where the volume like the maximum volume of sales wouldn't necessarily come from stainless steel long handled garlic press but i might get two or three a day from that right mm. versus 20 a day if i rank for just garlic press so there's merit in ranking for both. What I'm trying to do up front, and Scott, I think you feel the same way, is I want to rank for the fat head. Mm -hmm. If I can rank for the fat head term, that, that garlic press term, then I know I'm going to get that big chunk of sales. And if I've accurately used the other descriptive keywords in my listing, I'm also going to rank for stainless steel long-handled garlic press. Yeah, I'm going to rank for those easier to rank for keywords that get me a handful of sales a day not necessarily the majority, but those add up really fast. Hmm. So I think we're close with this. I think the biggest issue that I'm seeing here, Scott, is sessions. It's not demand. I would argue it's probably not even price point, um, although that would definitely be something that I would test. Hmm. It's most likely just eyes on the page. So the, the very first thing that I would do, consolidate those listings, turn up PPC. And then hmm. if we want to run some outside traffic, we can. That's generally not something that I suggest doing directly to an Amazon listing. And the reason for that is we can't track conversion rate. We can't do any of those kinds of things. So mm. I don't know what I'm spending versus what I'm making directly from that. We can do some things there. 
if we really want to in terms of using a, a coupon code. But you and I have found even with our email list that half the people that buy from the email list <clears throat> don't bother to use the coupon code. So, mm -hmm. you know, we can't directly attribute that revenue in a, in a very uh, actualized way. We can take a, a wild stab at it. If we're going to run external traffic, my suggestion, at least at this point, would be to build an email list and then drive that email list to this. I wouldn't advertise directly to this listing, especially if you're trying to figure out how many active sessions a day you're getting from Amazon, how many are coming from PPC while you're doing all of that. I would focus on building an email list in this niche and then bring them over and sell them on the product versus driving a Facebook yeah. ad directly to. Do you feel the same way about that in this case? Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm just digging more in as we're talking here, but um, I'm looking, this is definitely their best selling product, this one brand. It's $9.99, right? So not a huge profit that they're making on that, depending on how much they're buying it for. Um, now, they have a whole bunch of other products. They're kind of like an open brand. Again, you know, they have other products that sell 17 a month, you know, 140 of something completely different. Um, and the only other thing that they have that's selling is, again, another $6.99 product. So even though these people are getting sales in their brand here, they're not making a lot of money. Um, so to me, you could compete with these guys. You, you totally could. Um, the, the only issue you're going to have is that they are pricing it at $9.99. Um, but what I would do is I would look at that listing that is selling the most and I would look at the reviews and see what people are complaining about and then try to see what people are really, really using it for. So it's not so broad. And then you can really start to zone in on that and then also make yours, um, you know, kind of meet that, that uh, expectation that the people have that are complaining about whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, there, there's definitely room for you. It's just going to take some work, you know, without a doubt. And I, I think you could, um, but it's just a matter of how, how far do you want to go with it? Um, yeah, again, I think it just comes back to, to eyes on page here and I don't know what the margins are here, but I would ramp up PPC. That'd be the very, well, I guess the second thing I would do, and I know I've said this a couple of times, consolidate that listing, ramp up that PPC and see what happens. If we're selling it break even, that's fine. If we're selling at a massive loss with PPC, then we need to address the PPC thing, right? But I don't think we're even getting enough clicks at this point to know what our actual ACOS or what our cost per sale is going to be through PPC. We don't have all of those numbers, but that would be my first whack at this because if we can get some sales through this listing, then we can start to rank. And once we start to rank above page nine, right? Which is kind of where we are right now. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to start to see some organic traffic and that gets that flywheel going. And then we're going to be able to rank higher and get better sales from PPC and better sales from organic. And that's really how this whole process works. So that would be where I would start. If you want to run some Facebook ads on the outside, if this is a space that you care about, then I would start to build that, that email list in this space as well. And just, just to kind of say here too, that like they are advertising pay-per-click. Um, I just did a search for two different search terms and they are running pay-per-click. So, you know, you are going to be competing with them, which is fine. But if you want to push them out, then you just have to overbid for a while and you have to absorb some of that. And then they're going to probably want to stop because they don't have a lot of money to keep running that pay-per-click. Um, they're going to be starting to use all the money on their profit um, from it. And actually, I can actually do that really quickly here. I'm going to pull up the cool thing with scope too is Chris that I'm, I'm liking and I don't use it like every day, but I do use it when I'm looking at stuff like this. If I put in like, I can put in the cost of goods of what I think that product would cost. And I'm just going to go on the low end and say three bucks. It's going to tell me 
how much they think that it's going to be profiting. And right now, it's uh, after Amazon fees and it gives you all of that stuff to break down uh, with the amount of sales that they've made um, for this month or you know average on the month. Um, they're making like two dollars and fifty cents profit. Okay, so that means at nine ninety nine, at nine ninety nine, the cost of good I put in at three dollars. The Amazon commission is a dollar fifty. The FBA fee is two ninety nine. So it's a total cost of seven forty nine. The profit is two dollars and fifty cents without any pay per click. So here's the deal: if you have more profit that you have because you have a product that you know, if you sell it for twenty dollars, it will it will give you ten dollars. Well, then you can spend five dollars of that on a pay per click, and this person will go away. Right. Seriously, crush them I mean, like a bug. yeah, like Kevin O'Leary, right? right. Um, like yeah. you're dead. So, but all, all I'm saying is like there might not be anybody in this space right now that's pushing on this or the pushing on this seller. Um, but for this seller, they are advertising right now. So if they're advertising, they're eating up some of that two dollars and fifty cents. Now I can't imagine that they're buying these for a buck a piece. There's no way. Um, you know, I'm going to say with you know, landed cost and everything, at least three bucks. So you're talking two dollars and fifty cents max. Um, so my my point is, um, you have room to push if you want to. Even if you took your, and I don't know, did did they say what their cost of goods were? Mm-mm. I'm jumping. I'm actually on Alibaba right now looking. Yeah. I was going to say, so if you could see, if you could see like, even I'm, I'm talking like for, um, for the hot seat, like what's the cost of goods? So we can see like, could you sell this at 1599 or 1699 and still have a profit where you could then still number one, push pay-per-click aggressively and bring down your price temporarily so you can get more traction. And then once you do, you can slowly increase that. Cause I do believe you have a better product. Um, a hundred percent. And I think if people are looking for this, if you're looking at $10 and $20, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think it's going to be that much of a, if it does what they want it to do, they'll pay 20 bucks. Easy. Would you agree, Chris? Oh, absolutely. So Scott, I'm on Alibaba right now and I'm seeing 98 cents to about three bucks. Now, again, that's just cost of goods. That's not shipping and all that stuff. But if if we, if we call it $3, call it three. Because you know, ninety-eight, so a dollar fifty-two dollars plus a dollar per unit in shipping, very lightweight product, right? Three bucks is that about what you put in for the product? Yes, cost? that's exactly what I put in. Yep. <clears throat> so we're still yep. making two dollars at nine bucks. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal, and this is this is a mistake that I see made a lot of times when we do these hot seats. It's in the cost of goods. Mm-hmm. If we're paying nine dollars to land this product, we're doing something wrong. Absolutely. Um, and I have a feeling that may be the case. You can correct us if I'm wrong on this. If you're if you're hanging out with us. Um, but if we're selling it at $20 and it only costs us three or four, that gives us, okay, let's just say it's $4. You know, what is it? It's got another four or five bucks in Amazon fees and all that stuff. That gives us $10 in PPC to play with. If we can't sell this product in $10 in PPC, we have an issue, right? So, but if we're coming in at break even, I'm okay with that up front. It's okay to be break even up front. That's the goal. Right. Like our goal when we launch a product is to be break even. And then if we make money, we make money. Right. Like mm-hmm. we don't come in expecting to make a thousand dollars right away. We expect to break even on that first order. Mm-hmm. Not usually the way that it works. We usually make a profit whether we want to or not. Right. Mm-hmm. But obviously we always want to. But the goal is to break even. And we're willing to do that so that we can establish rank. And Romy says, 
if you want to nail a specific keyword, should I increase my bid for that keyword or budget? You have to increase bid. You can't increase budget for a specific keyword. That's one of the things right. that drives me nuts about Amazon. Your bid is mm -hmm. for the entire campaign or for your entire account or your right. budget. But you can increase bid on that specific keyword. What I would say is if you really wanted to rank for long-handled stainless steel garlic press, drop it in as an exact and set yep. a bid. And you could even put it in its own campaign with its own budget if you really mm -hmm. wanted to. And say, yeah. okay, I want to rank for this thing. Yep. And then your whole budget on that, on that yeah. campaign inside of that, not your overall account, but that campaign. So you just isolate that. So that way there you're only putting that budget on that keyword and you can then adjust it. Um, that's a great idea. And I, I, again, if that is the one, but I don't think, you know, a hundred percent, if that is the one in this case, I, I think we still have to play around with some broad, maybe even just some phrase. Um, but Chris, doing a little bit more digging, even with, um, with our hot seat here, um, on the one listing that is ranking, they have, um, they, they do have the two variations and the one that's $19. Um, and then there's another one that's $24. Um, the $24 one is actually doing better. The BSR is, is better on that one than the 20. So to me, that's good. But what can we do for the twenty, the twenty-four dollar one? Can we bring that down to nineteen and offer it the same, so we can, so we can uh, get, you know, when we get the eyeballs, it's going to be more of an attractive offer. Can we even do better than that? Because here's the deal: if you do drive that, if you do get the traffic that's driving that thirty-six hundred sales that the other ones get, even just a small part of it, um, then you know, you would be willing to do that. So I don't think I would, now that we've kind of went through this whole thing, I don't think I would give up on it. I think what I would do is just try to focus on the one listing that you feel is, and I think the one that's ranking is the one I would, I would work with. And then I would model the other ones that are getting sales uh, as far as your competition. Right. And I would go after those, those top keywords. Um, and then from there, I would, you know, I would just run with those um, and, and then just do your, you know, I, that, that would be my last effort, I guess. Um, but again, if you are thinking that you might want to build a brand in this, then that's a whole other story because now you can build content around this. There's a lot of education. The more education that you put out there on YouTube or Instagram or Pinterest or wherever, the more chance you have of people finding it and coming back and buying your product. And that's a long-term strategy though. That's not something you're going to put out something today and it's going to go viral and you're going to get a whole bunch of sales, right? right? It would be that's a steady, slow growth right there. And we're finding that in the new brand. I mean, we, we aren't even in a full year and we are, we're still pumping out content and that's just a long-term thing today. We might get an extra, you know, an extra 10 visits, right. On one thing that we posted three months ago, but that's free and it's coming in and it's organic and that's what we want. Um, so you set up all these other things inside the brand that will drive traffic, not necessarily even to your listing, but just to the awareness, then that will bring people into your list. And then when you have your people on your list, you can notify them about, you know, just different tips or advice or, um, any of that stuff. Just again, being the reporter, um, is really what you have to do there. But yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't give up on it. I think it's, it's, it is a market that's not going anywhere. I can tell you that not going anywhere. It's, and if it's you can, been around, it's going to stay around. And if you can find even other things that might not even be out there yet or kind of like that as a new spin on it, that would be a whole nother take, um, which I think then you can enter and be first to market and then it's going to be hard to catch. The problem with the person that's selling 3600, it might be great right now for them, but the, pro the, the problem for them is, is, is that they don't have a brand, right? And um, they don't have a lot to work with as far as like profit. Like even on that, if they weren't even spending pay-per-click, they're still only making about five grand on that 3,600 sales. Like that's it. Like, you know, so 
it's not all it's not all that much when you're doing 3600 and with that 3600 if i was them i would have immediately had another product that was 15 or 20 right or or you know maybe having something else that they were led to because inside that listing they can then put, do a promotion you know, buy, uh, you know, get 25% off our other stuff or, you know, get one, buy one, get one free, like all that stuff. Like I have all this traffic, but they're selling stuff that's not even related to this on their, on their page. So again, they're not, they're not really competition in my book because they're not, they don't understand that. Um, you understand it because we're here telling you. Okay. Um, so Chris, what, what else you want to add before we wrap up? Uh, so <clears throat> there's a couple of things, Scott. And I think what, one of the things that may be happening here is, that uh that Shab is falling prey to the shotgun method of uh troubleshooting <laughs> right like i put my thing up it doesn't work i'm gonna split test i'm gonna do all these things i'm gonna run facebook ads i'm gonna throw crap at the wall and see what sticks yeah. and that might work uh the issue is when you do that and you don't know what trigger it is you can't repeat it in the future. So my suggestion and anybody that has this and Scott, this actually might be a video. I just, uh, I just emailed somebody on our team because I think we did like a checklist version of this at some point. Okay. Um, but we might, we might need to do another video. And if you guys think this would be helpful, let us know and we'll do it for you uh, is just a video on how we would troubleshoot this because the process is going to be the same. We're not going to go drive external traffic and do all of these things unless we know that the basics are there. So the first thing would be to double check the depth and demand in that market. Go after what you think that fat head keyword is, see if the demand is there. And then if you want to check some of the like long handled garlic press, stainless steel garlic press, see if there's demand on those as well, because those are easier to rank for. The mm. second thing you need to do before you ramp up PPC, before you go to Facebook ads is check your sessions and your conversion rate, mm. right? Are you getting enough people on it to make an intelligent decision about whether you need to change something? And what is your conversion rate? How well are you selling when somebody hits your listing? If you're converting at 2% and you get thousands of sessions, you don't have a traffic problem. You have a conversion problem. We have to identify what that issue actually is before we can worry about, do we have a ranking problem, right? Obviously, if we have a conversion problem or a traffic problem, we're going to have a ranking problem. Once we've identified if it's traffic, well, we need to drive more traffic. PPC is the easiest way to do that. Ramp that up. If it's a conversion problem, then we can start to do some of the things like using Splitly. What we're doing in this case, it sounds like Scott is just doing everything at once. And mm. that in a lot of cases is not beneficial in any way. It's actually detrimental. Um, mm. Because if we're changing stuff and ramping up PPC, PPC might underperform where it would have otherwise. And so mm. we need to change one thing at a time. And we need to check one thing at a time. So just like with PPC, Scott, where we say, well, are we getting impressions? Yes. If no, well, then we need to change our bid, right? If we're getting impressions and clicks, then that's great. If we're not getting clicks, we have an issue there and we need to get more clicks. If we're getting impressions and clicks, but not sales, we have a conversion mm -hmm. rate issue. It's the same thing here. Is there demand? Are we getting traffic? Are we getting sales, right? It's a very simple process, but a lot of times we overcomplicate it because there's all these levers that we can pull and we forget about the basic stuff like what you and I just did, which is saying, are the keywords there? Is the depth mm -hmm. there? What, how many sessions are we actually getting? How many people are seeing the listing? And then, okay, that's the, that's the biggest issue. We're just not getting any of that traffic. How do we get some of that traffic? Mm. No, I love it. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think we should probably do, um, 
we should probably definitely do a uh, video on what I was just actually doing behind the scenes here, because I think that would be helpful. Um, and this way here, you can kind of see like, you know, you might think that one keyword is the main keyword, but in actuality, it's not, you know, and you can kind of tell that, that if you see like an outlier of like someone that's got like 3000 sales, and then there's someone that's got 300 and someone's got, you know, 200 and someone's got 500 and you're like, well, the, the depth of demand really isn't there, I guess. Or how come this guy's got 3000 and these other guys don't, it's because the other, you know, the 3000 sales is coming from either another big fathead keyword or it's coming from a lot of other little long tail keywords. And the way to really kind of do that is to look at their listing and see what they are targeting. Cause sometimes it'll be right in the front of their title or it'll be in their bullets or whatever. Like you can kind of tell, or you'd want to use a tool like scope and you can kind of reverse engineer that and let their algorithm kind of tell you what they estimate the sales are coming from. Nothing is going to give you the exact that I'll tell you, but at least it'll be good to see what, an algorithm that has been created to kind of reverse engineer this would tell us. And I think it's helpful. Um, so yeah, I think I might do that, Chris. I'll shoot a quick video kind of walking through that process and we'll upload it into TAS Breakthrough U as a bonus um, training there. So that way there we can kind of walk people through that because we, we do that ourselves, you know, just so we know, even when launching a product, that's another great thing. If, you, if you're launching a product, why not know the top keywords and not guess at those as much? Right. And it's this way here, you can kind of say, okay, I see the competition is, is, uh, and that, that's why it's good to find some competition that's been selling in, in that market or similar products for longer than six months. And that has some good steady sales because that will help you see what the market's doing. Just like this guy that's selling 3,600 a month for a $9.99 product for us, it's great. We've got a whole bunch of data, right? That they can kind of use in their algorithm versus someone that's been selling a month. So the downfall for that person is, is they don't have a lot of margins, so we can take that information and plug it into ours that has more margin, and we can be smarter about our marketing, and we can start to drive pay-per-click, and we can start to drive you know, our list to our and, – and we can kind of ramp things up on our own. Once we get ahead of that, it's going to be hard to compete because now we can overspend because we have the budget to do so. So um, that's that's what I got here, Chris. I think this was good. This went longer than this I was, thought. Uh, this was an hour, not a half an hour. We're out of fighting shape, apparently. I guess uh, so. All right, so that is going to wrap up that live hot seat. Now, we did go on and answered about 15 minutes worth of questions. That's generally what we do inside of our TIS Breakthrough U and our live calls. Uh, but I just wanted to kind of keep this again to the hot seat. I wanted you guys, and hopefully you did, hopefully you see, like there's so many things that you can do once you get yourself going right? Like a lot of people, they, they sit on the sidelines, to be honest with you. And they're thinking to themselves, well, what if I get started and I, I can't make it work or I launch a product and it doesn't sell. There's usually things that we can do to identify if it's a problem with the product or if it's a problem with the market or any of that stuff, right? Like you kind of get the idea by us kind of drilling through this live hot seat. And again, that's why I would say go back and listen to episode 482. That was part one. That was where we were kind of identifying some of the problems, especially with the products as far as how they were structured, right? And then from there in part two, we talked about getting the traffic and also that there is some hope here and some other questions to ask yourself if you're in a situation like this. Is this something that I could build a brand around? Is it something I could build an email list in? Is it something that I could create content around? Is this something I have expertise in? 
You know, if the answer is yes to that, then there's no reason to give up on this because it just means that the product that you picked might be a little bit harder to get some traction because there's more competition. But I can almost guarantee that there's products that are in this market that you could start with that are lower uh, competition. And then from there, you start there and then you graduate to these more competitive products. Because here's the deal. Once you get some history within your brand and inside of Amazon, it's going to make it easier for you to launch future products. All right. And when you have those assets of an email list and content that you're pushing towards, you know, content, but it's actually pushing people towards products because it's going to be related to that. It's going to make your job a lot easier. So again, I just wanted to really share this with you because this is a deep dive into how we really break down businesses and even our own. You know, in our new brand, like we've went through ups and downs and I've, I've told you about them and it's, we're working through that. It's like anything. It's like, once you get started though, you have the opportunity to look at the situation and deal with that situation and then ask yourself those questions. Can I get more traffic? How? Well, if I do this, this, and this, is that targeted traffic? Where should I start? Maybe pay-per-click because that is the most targeted traffic. You know, like all of that stuff we need to take uh, you know, into consideration. So again, hopefully this helped you. Um, I did want to throw a couple links at you right here. If you're interested at all in our private label classroom, definitely head over to privatelabelclassroom.com. You'll learn all the details there and see if you would like to join us inside of our classroom. And then also on our monthly calls, which is offered inside of our TIS Breakthrough U. Uh, again, that can all be found at privatelabelclassroom.com. And then if you guys are brand spanking new and you wanted to attend one of our free workshops, we actually have an on-demand one now that you can go to. And that one there can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop now, all one word together. Okay, so theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop now. And you'll have a chance there to uh, go through one of our live trainings, breaking down the five steps to launching a product on Amazon and getting sales. And then the last reminder is if you wanted to download the show notes or just go over and visit some of those links that we referenced, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 483. And oh, by the way, I will be including a link over there to Scope. And uh, if you go through my link, I am an affiliate for Scope, but I know those guys over there really well. I'm using the tool. I love the tool. I love their company. So yes, you would buy me a cup of coffee. But if you wanted to go over and check that out, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash scope. But again, I'll leave that inside the show notes as well. All right, guys. So that's it. That is going to wrap up this episode officially. But before we do, I'll need to remind you one more time that I am here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you. But you have to, you have to, come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.